0: got a treat i've got david nail on the line he is at barrel house brewing tomorrow night good medicine presents a six o'clock all ages show you've been hearing us talking about this for the last several weeks we're excited to have him on the air and to have the new music out and to get to see him tomorrow night david nail and i grew up not too far apart from each other similar places central illinois and southern missouri not too far apart that's where uh that's where we'll start david talking about where you're from Missouri. Tell people about growing up uh, right there in that little that little nook of Missouri. That's where you grew up, right?
1: Yeah, it's a little area they call the the Boot Hill, and um, you know <laughs> it's it's about three and a half miles from Arkansas border, and about fifteen from Tennessee. And uh, my entire life, people have said, you know, I, well, I've always said, you know, I'm from the South, and they're like, but you're from Missouri, and I'm like, well, you know, there's there's other places in Missouri besides St. Louis and Kansas City,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Um, both north and south of there. And so um I grew up, like I said, you know, really close to Arkansas and Tennessee and about three and a half hours away from Nashville. So not too terribly uh, far away from where I grew up to where I live now, but uh, it's just a small cotton farm in town. I mean, they farm a little rice now, not as much cotton. It's, it's watermelon picking season. I was just uh, back there for the 4th of July holiday and everybody was talking about the watermelons and stuff. So, uh, just a lot of farming, um and just pre rural. You know, it's it's different now, you know. Twenty plus years ago when I lived there, uh a lot of people would maybe go to college and come back, but for the most part it would just kind of reproduce itself and now with more and more people um leaving and staying away, you know, like a lot of small towns it's it's uh running on hard times. But you know, it's where I grew up, it's where I was raised and I have a saying that, you know, when you spend that kind of time around a place, it's pretty impossible to get that that out of you, you know. It's kind of sewn into the fabric of who you are. So I tell I tell everybody I'd move back home tomorrow if my wife would let me, but she grew up in Memphis, so she's not a super big fan of the small town life. <laughs> but uh I still very much am.
0: Awesome. Awesome. We have that in common because in central Illinois it's the same thing. People grow up, they move out, they don't come back. I would be a case in point, uh, but I'm also not from Chicago, which is nowhere near where I grew up. You know, so exactly. Uh, but uh, anyway, we're talking with David Nail tomorrow night. He's at Barrel House Brewing. It's a Good Medicine present show, all ages. Six p.m. on the doors. I got tickets to give away. Stay tuned. There is a place down there. This is only between us. The the audience does not care about this, but you have to be familiar with Lambert's Cafe, right?
1: Absolutely. If I was good in church, which was rare, most of the time I fell asleep. Uh, but if I behaved in church, every once in a while we would drive. It seemed like forever back then, but it's only about forty minutes. Um, we would drive there and wait, you know, an hour plus uh, <laughs> yeah. to have lunch there, where the where they threw your bread at you.
0: That's right. Home home of the throwed rolls, they say. Yeah, people. Exactly. The, you just you just raise your hand, and across the room, the service staff will just throw the rolls at you.
1: And they're not small either; they're about the size of, <laughs> you know, uh, a head or something. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're big. They're so like cabbages. If you uh, if you're not if you're not paying attention, and you get you take one off the head, it could it could do some damage.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, the whole dining room is just wide open, so everybody sees this go on, and then you're the laughing stock of everybody in the in the dining room. So
1: exactly it's, it's just bread just being thrown from one side to the other
0: i love that i love that all right let's talk about some music man um you just played the opry uh just this last just the other day right you were just at the grand old yeah, on, on
1: tuesday night
0: tuesday night right um you know th- it's all obviously an honor it's hallowed ground it's you know the mother church and all that kind of stuff but what what's it like as an artist like how do they treat you back there what's it like being in those green rooms like do they leave out anything special for you is there any kind of special thing you look forward to every time you go back there
1: you know i mean this i mean this with all due respect i look forward to it being over (laughs) i get so i get so worked up and so nervous that uh you know you would think when you play 20 plus times at a place that eventually you would kind of settle in and get used to it but uh that particular place, man, it's just, uh, it's a lot of emotions. You know, I actually did an interview on stage on Tuesday night with Bill Cody, who was really the first voice I ever heard on the radio when I moved to Nashville. So, um, I've always said that, you know, then and there when I heard that voice, I said someday he's going to introduce me (laughs) singing. And, and so he has several times now, but it just never gets old, man. And you just never, you never get used to it. And, um the drive there is always a very anxious one Um, we moved south of town now so it it takes about 45 minutes or an hour so you've got all that time to kind of create all this anxiety and an emotion (laughs) and you know you just uh you know since the flood in 2010 they've redone all the backstage areas so it's beautiful and there's a lot of old photographs and Almost every dressing room is kind of themed to behind, like, a certain artist. Um, and so it's just – there's just so much history. And, you know, you kind of forget about that circle being there from the old round, and you'll catch yourself over the course of, of playing, looking down, and it's just kind of like, oh, you know what? Like, <laughs> I'm on this stage.
0: I'm here. I am here. And it's happening right now. Yeah, very good. We're talking with David Nail tomorrow night at Barrel House Brewing. It's an all-ages show, 6 o'clock on the doors. Good Medicine Presents. You've been hearing us talk about this show for the last several weeks. I've got a couple sets of tickets left for the Jug guest list, so if people hold on, we're going to give away some tickets right after we're done uh, chatting here. But um, I I don't want to go too deep into it, but I know you're a Cardinals fan. I'm a Cubs fan. We'll talk about that tomorrow night when I see you. But. I, I'm shocked to hear you say you're nervous at the Grand Ole Opry when I saw that you sang God Bless America at Game 7 of the World Series in 2011. That's got to be anxious, right? Yeah, right?
1: It was. You know, I tell you, it was such I tell. You know, I told people then, and, and it's true. Like, it, it became, it went from I'm a huge fan, like, this is amazing being at the World Series, to, okay, now I have to sing. This suddenly became a business trip.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and uh so it really affected that whole night um you know obviously i wanted the cars to win but all i could think about was playing or singing and just trying not to mess up and i can remember there was a girl in charge of us um we got to sit in the stands you know for i think they were going to let us probably four or five innings but i think like the second or third inning i started texting her like hey would it be okay to like come down now i'm like pretty worked up i feel like i need to kind of start um you know rehearsing running through it and so she just laughed she finally came and got me and we went underneath the stadium and that was when uh the action started and the cardinals took the lead and it was neat you know like i knew obviously the crowd was so loud that it was good something good was happening but i didn't really know until literally they just push you out there and they're like Hey, you know, here, you know, look for your cue and then you got to start. And, uh, I remember getting through it and, uh, looking over at Tony LaRusa, who I'd kind of gotten to know in years prior and kind of gave him a fist pump and he gave me one back. And I remember we went up to the suite afterwards, the Major League Baseball suite and Frank Thomas was up there <laughs> and he was trying to talk. He was trying to talk to me and I said, Hey, Frank if this was any other time, I'd be fascinated to talk with you. I said, but I'm a Cardinal fan, and I am just got done singing. I said, I'm going to try to sit down and enjoy the rest of this game without any distractions. And he just looked at me like, who in the world are you? <laughs> <laughs> like no one had ever ta- you know told him that before. You know, everybody was always super excited and stuff to to chat with him. And I said, man, you know, I've been worked up for the last 24 hours, and – and now I'm ready to sit back and relax. And I tell you what, like often is the case, you know, when that adrenaline gets in you, when it, when it leaves, when the adrenaline crashes, you're just exhausted. It's like, you feel like you've run a marathon. And so, um, I remember that night, you know, you'd think, hey, I'm gonna go to all these celebration parties and stuff. And we tried to go to a couple of them, but I was just so exhausted, so tired from getting so worked up that I probably was in bed by midnight.
0: Oh, Yeah. I imagine I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Uh, We'll talk more about that tomorrow night because uh, I couldn't have done any of that when the Cubs were in the World Series. There's no way I could have done any of it. Uh, David, talk about Sunset Carousel, man. One thing we always like about your music. I love the way you find songs or write songs that have uh, these great uh, imagery. You know, like painting pictures and like uh, you know some of some of the big hits that you had the very first line just sucks you right in. Uh, That seems to be a trademark of yours.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. It was the first time that I'd written with Robin and Grant, the the co-writers that I wrote it with. And um, I had just recently played Chicago. And so, like often is the case when I write songs, I usually just ask people, you know, once we kind of zero in on what the song's about, I I just always ask, you know, where are these people from? Um, And I just remember... Just shouting out that line, you know, you came south from Chicago and you brand new cut off jeans. And we all just kind of looked at each other and we were like, well, where's the guy from? You know, or what, how, how do we create a story behind the two of them? um, I just, you know, I've, I've been to the beach several times over the years and there's just something about, you know, when you're from the south and somebody, you know, from California or somebody from the big city comes down you can just always kind of pick them out you know they always they always look a little different they sound a little different and there's always this like intrigue this excitement about um trying to figure out their story and so that's really what we just tried to use the the beach and the ocean and and the summer is a way to kind of tell this little summertime love story and um super excited about it you know when I, the day we wrote it we all kind of looked at each other and knew that it was something special. I think we wrote it the first week of May and, and, you know, it came out, uh, June 17th. So, you know, just, uh, a little over a month from the time of creation to releasing it for the world to hear. And that without a doubt is a record for me. Um, but, you know, I think it just shows how excited we were and how enthused we were with trying to get it out as soon as possible and, and maximize as much of the, the summer season as we possibly can.
0: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think people are paying attention to it and uh it's got a good vibe to it. Just for other people, my point uh before was like for example, Red Light. So this is how it yeah. ends. This is where it all goes down. Like you're you're right in the middle of the of it when the song starts. Like, "Oh, okay, we're there's no build up to it. There's no, you know, you're you start the song like right in the thick of it. And same with whatever she's got, too. You know, you're right in the middle of telling us she's a little complicated. She makes up her mind, you know. that's just I just love that about your style.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah,
0: it just draws you in. We can't wait to see you tomorrow night. We're going to set some people up with some tickets right now uh, here on the Jug Fresh Cut, and we'll see you tomorrow night at uh, Barrel House Brewing in Paso. Good Medicine Presents. It's all ages, 6 o'clock on the doors. David, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow night
1: absolutely thank you so much for taking the time All Appreciate right.
0: it. there he goes david nail and it's your chance to win tickets i got a couple of spots actually several spots two spots on the k jug guest list right now 805-549-8698 the number to call 805-549-8698 here it is